hideout. The hideout. The hideout. The broadcast deck. The hideout. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. The Major hideout. steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Trying to be FCC compliant. The hideouts. Something enjoyable for children. The you guys are so funny and so smart. The hideouts. You think you're gonna fly off to the hideouts? Enter the hideouts. And be heard. Wow. What, what, what's new? What, what are you doing? What's new? Welcome to the hideout. 106.7 WJFK. Pepe <laughs> Dubs hanging out with you. It is a. Nasty little Thursday night in the nation. It sure is. Rainy. Just disgusting out. It's uh, abominable, (laughs) if you will. I'm El Hefe sitting in the big chair. That's Dubs. He's manning the talk and roll controls. And back in the back, as usual, making everything happen behind the scenes, it's our producer, Tommy Bateman. Don't be jealous that I've been chatting online with babes all day. Besides... We both know I'm training to become a cage fighter. Did you hear the interview with this guy on uh, Don and Mike today? No, I missed it. Son of a bitch. He is exactly like he is in the movie. Really? Very low on the personality, just talking to scale. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Good for, <laughs> good for the voice. Um, anyway, here's the situation. Sweet. Uh, sweet. You know what's funny? Is I was talking to someone yesterday about that movie, and she was like, that movie was so dumb. It was such a waste of my time. And then I started reciting lines. She's like, you know, actually, she's laughing at all of it. And she's like, eh, I guess it was actually pretty funny. I'll tell you, the first time I saw Napoleon Dynamite, I just smiled the whole time and I enjoyed it. But now every single time afterwards, it's the funniest goddamn thing that I have ever seen. I can see how some people wouldn't like it at first, but it's one of those things where it's like, the more you see it, the more you're like, oh, that's actually pretty genius. Ingenious. Uh, here's the thing, guys. Uh, you you want to talk to us. Uh, 866-277-4969. I sure do. 866-277-4969. The other thing that we want to do, and uh, bookmark it so that you can always go to it, is RadioHideout.com. You want to make sure you can constantly hit up RadioHideout.com. And uh, it's a roadmap to the show, and it is a source of constant information and updates. So make sure uh, RadioHideout.com is there and available to you. Dubs, we have an amazing show lined up. You heard, uh, you, you teased it very well, by the way, Did during, I? during the Ron Fez show. Uh, DeVirginizeMark.com. I can't believe I remember the name of the website. And it's Mark with a C. Oh, wow. Not a K for those of you who've been trying to log on for the last 15 minutes. TheVirginizeMark.com. Mark with a C. He will be coming up. Uh, a useless C. <laughs> if you think about it. Uh, it's like the exact opposite of our Mark, Shafee. He is with a C, though, too, isn't he? Yeah, I guess. It is. I don't know. Shafee.net. Um, our new friend. Uh... Speaking of Shafee, we've got a voicemail. Yeah, we do. Uh, he called you yesterday about um, his air well, loss. I, yeah, I, I, it's a funny voicemail, and he kind of puts things uh, in perspective, if you will, for those of us who are going bald. So I want to play that for you, and then we will uh, we will go that uh, we will go that route as well. Dubs, a ton to talk about. It has been an insane twenty four hours. So let's find out what what what's new. 
And now, 106.7 WJFK and the Hideout present the day according uh, to El Jefe I'm and Jacob. All right, here we go. Um, it is the 13th of January, 2005. And the day, uh, my day started very early, so we will get to mine in a second. I would first like to commend J-Dubs. Really? On the stellar performance, once again, on the Don and Mike show right here on 106.7 WJFK. Talking old blue eyes, Mr. Steve Mariucci, uh, I'm sorry, Coach Mariucci. Mooch. Of the Detroit Lions. You are all decked out in your Lions gear. Yes, I am. Um, It fits uh, again, which is good because you're dropping all that weight. I heard you and I heard the uh, interview. And if I may critique a little bit. Okay, please do. Nervous. You sounded... A- I'm always a little nervous when I go on Don and Mike, just because I, if you don't know me that well, um, when I first started with Ron and Fez, I was very nervous. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that comfortable on the air with people. I'm not that professional. I should just say that. Yes. Where I can be, uh, uh, very comfortable on the air with people until I'm, been in there a long time you know and that's what's so funny is that you know they try to throw people together and chemistry is something that not only happens on radio shows but it happens in real life yeah like very rarely do you automatically click with someone in your personal life if you do you know it's going to be special but a lot of times when there's groups of friends or when you're going to hang out with another person's group of friends and you're a little bit shy because you never know if they're going to laugh at your dead baby jokes. Yeah, well, you got to go in there, kind of just put your toe in the water, see what the temperature is, and then go with whatever you got there. Right. You got to hear them talk a little bit and then figure out what kind of people they are. Exactly. Even though I know what kind of people Don and Mike are, you know, and I've, uh, yeah, I've heard them on the radio Plenty, but I never really got to talk one on one with them a whole lot and then, until all the tattoo stuff came on. And then it's also odd too because you, you, you want to make sure you have your A game, you know, when you're hanging out with the boys. I mean, when you're hanging out with anybody, but especially with the boys like Don and Mike, you want to just make sure that, you know, you're a little bit more, I guess, maybe apprehensive than you would be because you want to make sure everything, without a doubt, is you know stellar. I guess they mentioned uh, me twisting the cord around my fingers because I was nervous. That's not really true that just because I was nervous. I do it all the time. Yeah, I do it on this show. I do it on Ron and Fez all day long. This is what I'm doing, wrapping this uh, cord around my fingers. Now, if you were to critique yourself in your interview with Steve Mariucci uh, on the Don and Mike show, how would you say you did? Give yourself a grade. B. B? B. Because you, you asked him for his email address, which was yeah. funny. But you wish like maybe you had done a little well, bit Well, no, my, my question was a little bit weak. Uh, I, I was expecting to have more than one question because I really want to know what's with Charles Rogers. Right. You know, he's never even on the sideline after he gets hurt. You know, he just disappears until the next season. See, I don't know. I would have asked him about, like, what his day's like. Like, on game day, do you go to church? Um, what is your normal day? Do you have a routine? Do you see that? That's what I would ask uh, with a coach of a team that I'm not really into. But you want to know specifically about the line? Yeah, I want to know what's going on, you know, in the organization. You should have asked him about Detroit, where, about, his, where his favorite place to hang out is. I want to hang out there with you, Blue Eyes. <laughs> we'll see you soon, Blue Eyes. Mooch. So, um, anyway. The uh, that was that went very well, J Dub. So good for you, and that was cool that you were able to do that with uh, with Coach Mariucci. Anything else go on in your day? 
ah, no, that's about it. You know, I came up here. I woke up late. And uh, then I went up to uh, up here and hung out until after the interview. And that's about it. Then got ready for Ron Fez. My day got started at 3 o'clock this morning. Yeah? Uh, right after we did the hideout last night, I uh, was well on my way to Lanham, Maryland, where the home base is. For El Zol. El Zol. Nueve. What, how, how, is this, how do you say it? I listened to it all day, and I still don't even know how you say it. I'll just say Nueve, Nueve, Uno. El Zol. Um, so I'm over there. I get there at like, I get there around three. And I am supposed to sit there for the next seven hours from three o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, running the board, if you will, uh, with all the Spanish music. And it was such an an odd thing to be there. Now, here, let me tell you this story real fast. This doesn't require the Mexican hat dance music. When I first got to... Everything requires the Mexican hat dance music. When I first got to Washington, D.C., I, um, I actually ended up uh, wanting to work at HFS because I'd come from a new rock station. Yeah. Uh, you know, the edge where we had gotten fired from. Was uh, was a new rock station. I knew the format. I could, mm -hmm. I know I could uh, execute it amazingly. And so I would all, I would go up there and I dropped off tapes. And I had even interviewed uh, for something in promotions over there. So I'd been in the building before. Uh, but th you know, when you I, that was a place I really wanted to work, and it never ended up working out. You know, and I'd never even been in the studios over there. Yeah. So then I ended up coming here, JFK, and everything's worked out beautifully thus far. But um, I was there yesterday. And it was so odd being up there in the studios of what used to be WHFN. Yeah. Because you walk in and, you know, everything was still on the walls. Like all the gold records and, you know, and, and everything like that. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I really want to take something. <laughs> should have. You should have ganked a couple gold records. I really want to... I mean, what are they going to do with them now? I don't know. I, do you have to send this stuff back to the... Uh... I guess you keep it, or maybe you put it somewhere else. I don't know what you end up doing. But there was one specific... You know, I'm a huge uh, a Perfect Circle fan. And there was the gold record, the platinum record for Mer de Nome. And I'm like, God damn. That would look great in my bedroom above my sleigh bed. I, uh, and I still find it very gay that you have a sleigh bed. <laughs> but I uh, I resisted the temptation. I said, well, you know, if I'm going to get fired, I don't want it to be for stealing. I want it for it to be something that I end up saying. Yeah. So I didn't end up uh, stealing anything from over there, although they still had all the CDs. I mean, everything was still out. I'm just like, I'm looking around, and I'm, I'm just listening to this Mexican music, and I'm thinking, God, this would be great. I know someone who would really like this. Dubs would be would go insane over this. Why didn't you do this? Pot down El Zol, start El Jefe. You know, just start playing your own rock. Yeah, play like Molotov or or just like go in there and do free form. Yeah. And just say, screw it, you know, go out like uh Stone Cold Steve Austin. Exactly. And That's uh how you have to do it. And lock the doors. Quite possibly. <laughs> so anyway, but anyway, I resisted temptation, and I sat there, and I listened to the Mexican music. But what was funny is when people started rolling in that morning, and I'm sitting in there, and uh, I look Latino, believe it or not, even though you say that I don't. At least especially over there I do, you know? <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and by the way, their studios are beautiful. 
It, it is insane what crap WJFK is. An absolute uh, asshole, uh, considering we only have one studio that can go on the air. When over With wires just stretched all the way across the room. I mean, it's probably a fire hazard in here. Yeah. Um, if only whoever shot at WJFK had hit something and burned this place down. Because then maybe, just maybe, we'd have gotten new studios. So anyway, I'm over there, and they have like three or four studios that they could easily, you know, build, uh, put on the air. You know, we here barely have one mm -hmm. in this one that we're in. But they have this big glass window there at HFS where, you know, people walk by and stuff. And the people walking by are just, they're looking at me, and there's like this look of disgust. <laughs> because I'm sitting there. I'm sitting here. You took the white man's job. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Were you wearing the sombrero? No. I would do that. I would do that. I would go over there, wear the sombrero, have the maracas in my hand, and just be like, F you. Yeah. I took all your jobs. I, so I'm sitting there, and I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to be over there. You know, I don't want to sit there and listen to When I listen to this music. Were they walking by us looking at how the hell am I going to sell this? What the hell am I doing? I got a story to tell you off the air. Ah, hell, maybe I'll tell it on the air. But, um, so I'm sitting there, and they're doing the Mexican music, and this music, it reminds me of my awful childhood. Yeah? It reminds me of growing up in West Texas, and my Did they actually play this song? I wish. No, they, act they did not. But, um, <laughs> I see what you did. So anyway, I'm sitting there and people are walking by and they've got the look of disgust. But I'm surprised they just didn't run away. Okay, I was the Latino. Oh. Yeah, it was me. But I kind of knew what it was like to be a hot chick. Because you know whenever there's a hot chick and guys walk by and they just have to stare or they have to look? That's what it was. I was like a caged animal at the zoo where they would walk by and... Like try not to look, but they end up looking in regardless, and they just ca and they would walk by three or four times to stare at me. I bet you they're going back down the sales pit. Hey, go look at the Spaniard in uh, El Zor right now. That son of a bitch. Uh yeah, I heard they're uh, redoing the budget for hydraulics. <laughs> um, so, uh, and maybe that's what we could sell in the station. Go find a chop shop. I heard there are going to be a lot of offices opening up because they're all going to share one. <laughs> I heard stuff like that. Did you? No. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if it was being said somewhere. But um, anyway, and the other thing, too, is that this music is blaring, and it's hot as hell in there. I don't know if they decided, hey, we're going to make it like it's actually the Caribbean. <laughs> we're going to pretend like this is Miami with the Caribbean music, so there's going to be no air conditioning. It's like 94 degrees in the studio. Starting at the time that the junkies... Did they have, like, a little bucket of ice to put your feet in? No. The chickens were running around, right? That was nice. really odd. But, um... And then, the, and then the other thing that ended up happening, too, was as soon as, I guess, when the junkies were supposed to come on the air, I mean, the phones just lit up, and it was nonstop the whole time. Um, but the other thing, too, uh, about sitting there was that all of a sudden... All these Latino people started showing up. And I was like, what's going on? Um, was that a field trip? No, they already had painters. <laughs> the painters were there. And they were Mexican. Yes! I'm like, 
I literally felt like I was back. They, they say, hey, grab a, bu- a brush, buddy. Hey, Kate. <laughs> Why are you sitting around? Hey, why did the painter run into the studio? What's going on there? Um, but I felt like I was back in El Paso because it was 94 degrees in the studio. I'm listening to this Latino music, and there are, you know, middle-aged Latino men wandering the halls with paintbrushes. And it was surreal to me. I'm like, I cannot believe this is going on. Hey, I can't believe this is the place where the junkies used to do their show, where Big O would do where. You know, tons of rock stars have come through. And here I am looking around. Having people wonder. Arriba! Now now the only guest again there is Tito Santana. Come flying through the flying forearm. Everybody's going to love it. Ha! I, uh... I actually, I heard the guy who's in there board hopping right now, I heard he was Jimmy Smith's nephew, uh, and I don't know if that's true or not, but, um... I have no idea who that is. Is there any way that you can go see if my rims are still out there? Oh, you, you just chalk your rims up as a loss when you pull in the parking lot. It was such an odd situation. And then what was odd, too, is that people would come by and they would introduce themselves... <laughs> And they would go, hola. You know, hola, que tal? And I'm like, how you doing? Uh, Are to- you serious? Yeah. Everybody would try to. Yes. Hola, que tal? Come- there's this one cat. There- <laughs> there's this one cat. It was like out of office space <laughs> where he's got the white shirt and the red tie and the slacks on. And it's me and this Slack chick. This- it's me and this chick, uh, Lisa, I guess, who works at PGC. And so we're over there. And he walks in and he goes, uh, he goes, hola. Ola, uh, and we're like, "Hey, how you doing?" And then you could almost see like this. He he was relieved that we spoke a little English. And uh, Ola, how you doing? Um, and so we're sitting there, and I guess he's asking us about something or other. I don't know what he was asking. I really wasn't paying attention at that point. <laughs> but it was just so funny. You know the relief white people get whenever they find out. You know, the, whoever it is they're talking to actually end up speaking English. Yeah. Well, I'm always happy. But, um... So you say fill it up? <laughs> oh, great. Speak English. Fill it up, buddy. It, and let me say, the, the people were not... They weren't nearly as racist as I make them out to be. And I say this, everybody over at PGC... I'm sure they were just as nervous <sighs> as you're making them out to be, like... Right. Oh, yeah, completely. So here's the thing. I gotta... I gotta be over there. Uh, tomorrow... Saturday, Sunday, and Monday from 6 to noon, uh, uh, continuing to board up. Oh, I thought you meant returning everybody's rims. Uh, selling oranges. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I heard if Come you Come on, the El Zol's produce sale. I heard if you go into the studio, he's got some chiclets that you can uh, buy for a nickel. I heard some of that, too. But you know, I mean, it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be good for the uh, for the station. It's gonna be good for my people. I'm happy for my people that they got an outlet. You know, it's just. Here I call that an outlet. Eh, it will be, so they say. 
or it could be like the last time where you and I were uh, at a new rock station, and they flipped to the new hot format, and then they just they, and they decided to go dark after eight months because they would make they would lose less money that way. And that's the other thing too. Being in this business, you watch all this stuff happen. And it doesn't matter if it's Lansing, it doesn't matter if it's Lubbock, it doesn't matter if it's Washington, D.C. It's all the same stuff. Yep. And you just. And all the same people with different faces. Yeah, and it's just all the same ideas. And you just think to yourself, um, are you paying attention? Did you really think everything through? Whatever. You know, you're in charge. Do what you need to do. But it's, it's, it's the same process everywhere you go. But uh, you know, it was fun, and I'll be over there uh, tomorrow morning. So if you want to call me, uh, 1-800-WHFS, <laughs> or whatever the phone number is over there. Chupacabra, you're in the hideout on JFK. Oh, man, I'm telling you, you're painting the perfect picture. You know, you walk in, you have to kick over a couple bottles of tequila and cerveza. There's Burroughs walking through there. Juan Valdez is waving at you. I'm telling you, Pancho Villa is running the board. Sounds like a good time. For some reason, there's a guy outside the window with a cup of coffee. <laughs> Why? That's what he said. What about that? All right, brother. Thank you. Take care. And that's what it was. I guarantee you, I'm not lying. At some point, the walls are going to be like lime green. And it's just going to be offensive. It's just going to be Corona posters up. In fact, I got a six-pack of Corona upstairs. I think I'll be know, know what I'm going to be doing from six to noon. I'd be great if you took that over there and was drinking that, and all salespeople are walking by like, I knew it. Oh, and here's Drunk other, Mexican working. And here's the other thing, too. No one's going to stop him. I think there's something about HFS where like they can see you in the like in the in the out in the hallway or whatever. They got some sort of a setup where they can see the studio from the lobby. And so I'm there. I got my hat down over my head. And I'm listening to the music, and I got my feet kicked up like it's a goddamn siesta. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not interested. All right, let me... I can't, I'm debating whether to tell you this story on the air or off. I, why did they flip it to El Zol? Why did they just start playing more Sublime or something, you know? Eh, everybody be happy. A little more rage. Yeah. <laughs> um, P.O.D. Start spinning Southtown more. WPOD. It could have been. Oh, what happened to POD? They were good. I got to see them backstage at OzFest once. Like, watch the show from the stage. It was great, actually. I hate watching backstage shows. Um, I didn't. That one was actually that was, it was a lot of fun. <sighs> All right. Let's take some calls about the radio business. Yeah. Miles, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey guys, um, I just had a question that I'm totally clueless as to why this seems to happen at all radio stations. Uh -huh. Switch formats, there's no warning or announcement. If you turn it on and five minutes later, it's a completely different format. I was just wanting to get an insight into Well, uh, management is very uh, edgy about uh, either uh, lashback from the on-air people or the listeners yeah. and trying to uh, stop them from doing their diabolical plan. Yeah, whatever the diabolical plan could be. You know, I mean, it's th that's what it is a lot of times. It's, it is what it is. You know, that you know we're afraid. We don't want anybody going and say anything on the air. And then also, too, it's the element of surprise. Yeah. You know, that way you can 
shock the competition, shock everybody, and that creates a buzz about it. Yeah, exactly. Because was... there's no big of a no, there's no bigger buzz in radio right now in this area other than El Zol. It was front page of the goddamn uh, Washington Post. Yeah, and you know everywhere else it was it's huge news, and for that reason it's smart to do it that way. <clears throat> Beef bologna, you're in the hideout. Hey, El Happy, how's it going? What's up, bro? I'm very upset about this whole El Sol thing, and let me tell you why. Mm -hmm. I got my lawn to be mowed. I got my headers to be trimmed. And who is going to do it? All right. Well, they'll be doing it while they're jamming to the uh, the El Sol hits. No. And that's the other thing that's so odd is the amount of, I know, I hope you guys are joking, but the amount of, like, underlying racism that is now kind of boiled oh, yeah, over. Yeah. Well, the worst thing that could have happened is... El Zol took over a puffy white station. Yeah. You know? It's like, it, it, it's everybody's fears right in their face. Yeah, the white people are losing something because here come the Latin folks. It, that's exactly what it is. And so you have those underlying issues yeah. of people being afraid of that. And I can't tell you how many times I've gotten stuff. And the look of disappointment on one of the manager's faces, and he goes, so you're, uh, you know, you're fluent in Spanish. I'm like, no. My parents were born in Mexico. They had to struggle learning English here, so they wanted to make sure I was first generation. You know, first generation that I was English only. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Just because my name is Alejandro Jimenez doesn't necessarily mean that yeah. I can uh, start rolling yeah, I can stuff see, off. I can see where he gets it from, though. I would think. He's got at least know something. <laughs> um, let's take a break. We got it. I know everybody wants to talk. Tell you what, guys, I'm willing to talk about this more if you want to. Yeah, well, let's carry it over to the next break. Well, we have an interview next. Oh. We'll pick it back up. Trust me, I could talk about this all night. I got no issue. Dubs, what we'll do is we'll take a break and we'll come back. And, um, oh, one other thing that happened to me positively on the, uh, on the Latin side of the things, the hot chick at the gym uh, talked to me again today. Yeah, she came on up. She goes, "Oh, Alejandro," and I'm like, "Did she?" Yeah, well, what's up, baby? And we had a little conversation going back and forth, and wanted to know a little bit more about me. Got to know a little bit more about her. Yeah, she's a trainee. At this point, I don't care. <laughs> Talk it as long as I don't see it, it don't matter. We'll take a break. We'll You're come never back. Feel it. Divide the divergenizemark.com is next. And then maybe we'll pick up this conversation if you guys are still interested in it. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. What you are about to hear is real. It has not been edited or enhanced. It's the voice of Bill Milliken, Baptist P.I. The only good Mexican is a deported Mexican. Electronic voice phenomenon, EVP, the process which the dead communicate with the living through static and white noise of modern electronic devices. But if they can come through, who else can? Yo, Kato, get your ass out of my country. Some movies are so disturbing that those who watch them will never be the same again. Do I think that he come out of Mexico with Speedy Gonzalez? And he's suspect. Arriba, arriba, andale, andale, white noise, rated R for retarded comments. Hey, is this movie about George Bush? It's the hideout. The hideout. With El Jefe and J-Dubs.
The network has never put out one freaking commercial or one press release to let you know that we're here. But that's their scheme of things. We survive or even thrive on your support. And for that, we thank you. Now, in an industry where everybody wants to be real and everybody wants to do a shoot, this, my friends, is a shoot. We hate this stinking network. We hate their guts for abandoning us. We hate their guts for not supporting us. We hate their guts for not advertising us. And we hate their guts for not having the balls to throw us off the air. Hey, network, I dare you to throw me off the air. Because I'm going to break every rule that you put in front of me until you throw me the hell off the air. Now this, my friends, is a shoot. You better take that hundred million dollars and you better spend it on attorneys. Because I promise you, network, the Lord has just begun. The Hideout with LFA and J-Dubs. Welcome back into The Hideout. I am Paul Haben. That's Sam. I'm the Blue Meanie. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sabu. Oh, wait, I don't talk. Yeah. Welcome back into the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Uh, FA Dubs hanging out with you on a Thursday evening. Um, 866-277-4969 is the phone number. Radiohideout.com is the website. Put it on your favorites. Yeah. Um, let's talk to... Uh, coming up, i got to play that voicemail from Shafee. And also, at the same time, too, there were a couple of other things that we wanted to delve back into. So uh, a lot still to be done here in the hideout this evening. First, though, Dubs, at what age did you lose your virginity? 19. And to me, that was late. Yeah. Because I, I knew you, and I knew the whole process, and I knew the struggles that you went through to deflower yourself. I lost my virginity at the um, age of 17, which also, I believe, is... Late by today's standards. Tommy Bateman, producer, when did you lose yours? 14. Really? Mm-hmm. You stud. You were 14? Yeah. Freshman in high school? Yep. God Can't believe your dad waited that long. All right. It's a few days before Thanksgiving. Yeah? Yeah. You So you remember the day? I don't remember what day it was. I just remember it was like in that week leading up to it. I've told this story before. Mine was on my girlfriend's birthday at the time, but it wasn't with my girlfriend. And I had taken my girlfriend to the homecoming dance or whatever the hell it was. And it was her birthday, and I gave her presents and everything. And then I uh, dropped her off, you know, after a little makeout session and went and banged another chick. And it was uh, it was beautiful love with a neon green condom. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. reason I say all of this is because joining us on the phone right now is a person who is proud of their virginity. Uh, the website is deverginizemark.com. Mark is 27 years old, and he is a virgin. Mark, welcome into the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. By the way, the mark is spelled with a, it's a C. It is not a K. How you doing, man? Pretty good. How you guys doing? Outstanding, brotherhood. Now, you are based, or you are a virgin, not because of religion. I mean, what's what's your reason for being a virgin at 27 years old? You know, it's interesting. Now, it's not religion at all. I'm a virgin because I'm waiting for the right person, pure and simple. Okay, give me your definition of the right person. I don't know if there is a definition. I'm waiting for a certain feeling, I think. I'm waiting for... What I'm if there for, is not a right person? I mean, do you... I'm sure there's a right person. Do you... Not, I mean, you got to know, like, is the, does the right person 
is it someone that you connect with uh, like spiritually? Is it someone you connect with mentally? Is it is it the uh, absolute hottest chick you think you can attain? Is it all of that? I mean, I, I would figure if you're waiting for the right person, you got to have an idea of what the right person is going to be. I don't have an idea of what the right person is going to be. Just that, oh, I guess, the way that you started, it's it's the spiritual connection, it's the emotional connection, it's the mental connection. Those are those are just the most important things. And now, I've never never had that. Now, are you uh, are you open to the fact that the right person might be a guy? Not at all. All right, so you definitely you dig chicks. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, we just want to make sure you never know. Yeah. com. It's a uh, mark spelled with a C. Now, what's your like belief about sex? Because normally you hear something like this from a from a lady. What is what does sex mean to you? Uh, yeah. What does sex mean to you? Sex to me is just it's an expression of something that I've never felt. Yes. That's what it comes down to. It's it's an expression of a love that I've never felt for anybody. And until I have that type of uh, until I have that type of feeling for somebody, it's just not something I feel comfortable doing. So you can only have sex if you're in love. That's right. Now, Mark, do you still live with your parents? No. <laughs> now, have you have you been in a committed relationship? I've been in in my life. I've been in four committed relationships. Now, uh, one lasted about a year. Is uh, is marriage part of the thing you're going to wait for as well? No, um, it, it, it's not. A, it's not a marriage thing. It's I've thought about this a lot, and what I came to the conclusion Obviously. of was that, yeah, um, and I made a website, too, yeah. and um, what, what I basically decided was that if I were to have sex with somebody, it doesn't have to be in marriage, but if, I, if, if something unexpected were to happen, like a pregnancy or something like that, I'd want to be able to look at her and know that I would want to marry her and raise that child with her. And now, don't you think... Uh, I, I want to have a girl that I can look at. And want to have an abortion with her. <laughs> a girl that's special enough to make that special walk uh, up the sidewalk to the clinic. Uh, com. It's a spell with a C, not a K. So you've been in four relationships, one of them for a year. If you don't mind, how like how far have you gotten base-wise? Um, I've gotten I've, everything but, I guess is the best way to say it. Okay, so you've so everything. It's just the sex that I've, that I've avoided up mm. until this point. So you you are willing to kiss a chick, you're willing to get to second base, you're even willing to, you know, do things with hands and, and mouths, but there's a cutoff point uh, as far as the actual you know, sex goes. I mean, I, I don't... Speaking, I, speaking of cutoff... I'm dumping that. Why? And it's not funny. I want to... <laughs> 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 you. Um, but, like, I wonder, like, what makes a chick special enough to get to third base with but not have sex with. Well, there's a difference between doing something where the risk is just to me and maybe just to her and, you know, you know, and the risk of creating of creating a pregnancy. To me they're they're just two different things. And you know, to do something that's going to, you know, impact the life of a child, you know, potentially it, I mean, that's just, that's a whole different decision. But you realize that you can have sex. People have sex all the time without getting people pregnant. I mean, you use, you make sure she's on the pill. You make sure that you're wearing a condom. And you make sure when uh, things are completed, you're not still as one. You know, you, you follow those rules. You're not, you don't have to worry about a baby. But there's always a chance. I mean, there's a chance. There's a chance that you're going to die of a heart attack, dude. Because of that, are you not going to eat another burger? Well, no, because that, again, that's just me. I mean, that's taking a chance with myself. I'm not going to take that chance with a baby. 
And now, are you willing to accept the fact that you may die a virgin not having not known what the sweet friction is? Yes, I am, actually. How do you if come... It, if it comes down to that, sure. How... And it's, it's because I haven't. I mean, if I haven't, if I haven't had the feeling, if I don't know what I'm missing... We're what telling you what you're missing. I'm telling you what you're missing, dude. You're you missing. Can't tell me. I, I'd, I'd have to do it. No, because all right. Let me say this. Have you? Uh, there's something primal within a human being, where it's it goes all the way back in time from whenever we were amoebas and all the way up. There's something in us that I know, and I'll tell you this: when I was a child, not a child, but when I was a teenager, and you have these nocturnal emissions. Yeah. You are. It, it's all, it's uncanny. It's in your head as to what it feels like, and it's right. And then when you finally have sex, lo and behold, that's what it feels like. You know what it feels like. You know what you have. You ever um, dreamt? Or no, I want to say, have you ever? Uh, I don't know how can I put this because we're on the. It's eleven forty-seven. Have you ever released before? Released? Yeah. While, while you're sleeping? No, just period. Like, have you ever? You know, done what people do uh, when sex is completed. Uh, with somebody else. No, just period. Yeah, of course. Well, then that's the feeling, though. That's what you're going for, right? No, that's a physical feeling. You're talking. I mean, you're talking about a physical feeling. I'm talking that's about the only one. I'm talking about an emotional, a spiritual, and mental uh, feeling. It, Two completely different brother, types. brother Mark. Uh, I can't wait till you, it finally happens for you, and then you're disappointed because you're going to be like every chick I've ever known who wanted to wait for it to be special, and then when they finally do it, they're like, "Are you kidding me? This is what I waited for." A, it's either A, are you kidding me? This is what I waited for, or Christ Almighty, this is the best thing ever. I can't <laughs> believe I waited this long. You know what? If that's the way it turns out, that's the way it turns out. But I, it is. I just have a—I have a feeling. I have a feeling that it's not going to be like that. That's—that's that's, just the way I feel. And how do you have feelings? You just said you got no feeling. You got no idea what a feeling is, dude. You could cuddle with a teddy bear, or 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 your mom. Is that what you said, plushy? You could. I just. I, I'm. I'm not. I'm sorry. I don't mean to get mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that. Or excuse me of cuddling with my mother. No. Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> but I, I just sit here and I listen to this. And it's like, because you sit here and you have these conversations, Dubs, with chicks. And, you know, she wants it to be special um, if it's her first time or if it's the first time the two of you are going to be together. They want it to be at the right moment. And you're like, no, the way you do it is you, you, you do a quickie. And you just get it over with. And then you get to do it again. And maybe if the moment's right, you know, later on you, you quote, unquote, make love. But otherwise, you're satisfying needs. To me, it sounds like you have no needs, dude. No, I have needs, and I can satisfy those needs without taking that step. You're like, Which, you know, you might agree with, you may not, but so far it's worked for me. I'm 27 years old. I'm and you're I'm a not, virgin. I'm a virgin. That's right. How? All right, hold on. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. We're talking. It's the first time I've ever gotten mad at a guest. I know. I <laughs> I've never gotten pissed off at anybody before, but I'm telling you, a privilege. You're you're driving me insane. Um, we're talking to Devirginize Mark. That's uh, Mark with a C. Uh, DevirginizeMark.com. If people have some questions, I'm going to assume this is Helotech. Helotech, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's happening, guys? What's up? Uh, Mark, I was just wondering what kind of home life you had growing up. Were you so afraid to bring a kid in the world? That's not really the worst thing that can happen to you. And not the worst thing that can happen to a kid. I mean, was it something missing in your house with you afraid to bring kids in the world or what? It just sounds kind of crazy. 
Yeah, good question. Go ahead, Mark. Are you, yeah, because you could catch the hiv or something. There are worse things than bringing a kid into this world. Can you repeat the first part of what he said? I didn't quite get it. He wanted to know about your home life and, like, what happened with your home life and why you're so afraid of, like, children. I'm not, not afraid of children at all. I just don't feel ready. Right now, I don't feel ready to be a father. Um, but I have a feeling that that would be different with, with, a, with a particular person. You're, um, you're 27. That's a great point. You're 27. How are you not ready to be a father? Do you have a job? Yeah. I, I, are you emotionally I, stable? I, I like to think so. Um, I don't actually. I'll be honest. You're not, because not. anyone who denies their physical needs punishes themselves in this way for 27 years, and you've probably had the feeling uh, stirring, you know, for the last 15 to 16 years. Uh, you hate yourself. <laughs> it truly sounds to me like you hate yourself, and you don't think you're uh, good enough good enough for any other chick you you mask it behind the fact that you know you're looking for the right person but you're not happy with yourself uh, and let me go deverginizemark.com and i got i'm sorry i wasn't on here i'm looking at our website by the way we'll put a link up on our, our website radiohideout.com let's sure. have some ask you a question uh real fast Polly loosepals you're in the hideout on jfk um, dubs I hate myself for loving you, but I want to de-virginize you All right. back there. These questions are for Mark. The questions are supposed to be for Mark. All right, I'm getting some in the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger. People want to know how often you uh, you take care of yourself. since uh, Once a day. Once a day? All right, see, that's normal. Right. Do you hug? Do you like... All right, what happens when you go around town? Do you Where do you meet girls? Do you meet girls? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I meet girls. I'm not really a, I'm not much of a bar person or, or that sort of thing. So usually when I meet girls, it's in more casual, um, more casual types of places. Have you had it where a chick, you tell her, hey, I'm waiting for the right person. And so, like, in that she movie. She laughs at you? <laughs> yeah, first she laughs uh, to her friends. And then, like, 40 days and 40 nights where they want to be the one to take your virginity and it's almost like a game now? Well, it's not something that I would ever bring up. You know, early on, I don't think it's important early on. You got a website. Don't lie to me. You're obviously uh, interested in getting this out all over the world. The website, you know, I, ha I have a website, but, you know, at the same time, when I walk up to somebody and I meet somebody for the first time, it's it's not something, it's just not something that comes up in conversation. It's not, it's not anything I think anybody wants to know about me right away. Right. And it's not something I'm going to offer. What do you look like? Uh, I, I'm, I'm here on the website right now, but I'm going to allow you self, I'm going to allow you to describe yourself, Mark. Sure. Go ahead. Um, about six feet tall, uh, short, dark hair, um, a little overweight. I could probably lose about 40 pounds right? as far as it goes. Um, you know, um, I, I, I'd like to think I'm an average to slightly above average looking guy. The pictures on the website really, I'd like to think they don't do me a whole lot of justice. But It's your uh, website. Why'd you put them up? Yeah, if it's your website, <laughs> why are you putting up bad pictures? Hey, I got a grand total of about three of them. Um, I, cho I chose the two. Another, were, uh, why, another reason why you hate yourself. You don't even keep pictures. Yeah. Um, I've never been a picture person. Uh, Devirginizemark.com. Uh, it's Mark with a C. You know who he looks like, Dubs? Who? For those of us who are uh, in the radio world, uh, High Pitch Eric. <laughs> he looks like High Pitch Eric. And that, that for anyone who knows who that is... Uh, uh, Brian, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Hey, I just want to know what he thinks about when he takes care of himself. Does he think about this perfect woman that he's hopefully going to someday meet? Or, you know, I mean, you really don't have anything to base it on. So, I mean, how do you go with that? That is true. What do you, because you, you know, you, you don't, 
you don't know. I mean, what are you thinking? High about? pitch was a good call on that. Well, well, see, there's a difference between again taking care of myself, and there's a difference between being with somebody and not taking that step, and then being with somebody and taking that step. Um, so I think about, I'm sure, what everybody thinks about. Uh, now, when you're with these girls, have, have people broken up with you because you didn't want to do it? Um, I had, I did have one situation where I was going out with somebody, and I have a, I have a feeling it was because of that. She never admitted that, um, but I have a feeling that it, that it definitely was that. Are you getting any hate mail at uh, deverginizedmark.com? I get lots of hate mail. Really? Absolutely. You realize I you can understand because you piss everybody off. Because <laughs> this is just it's insanity. It really, honestly, I've uh, I've been following the Bush administration. This is stupider than that. <laughs> it really it's it's uh, it's sad and it's weird. And I um, I'm not going to lie to you. I now am pulling for the fact that you die before you have sex because I appreciate that. because you don't deserve you don't deserve that sweet friction. You could find it. I've been saying this because we have a lot of virgins who listen to this show. It happens to be our number one demographic. But it's not by choice. Yeah, and I think they, too, uh, hate you just as much as I do now. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Your your show is targeting virgins. We aren't targeting them. They, they, we're, we're just a bug light for them. Yeah, it's the hideout. They um, wow. they gather. They happen to just gather here. All right. Now I see why I was invited on. Yeah. Uh, 866-277-4969. A couple of people have a couple more questions for you. I know, but I, I am fascinated by this. <laughs> Cheese face, you're in the hideout on JFK. Real fast with Mark. Hey, uh, yeah, hi, how you guys doing? I'm wondering, do you demand the same of a girl you marry that she also be a virgin, or are you flexible that way? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, actually, not at all. Um, it's, it's a decision I made for myself, but it's not a... I don't look at it as some sort of this, some sort of big value judgment that I would expect anybody else to have. Uh, honestly, after looking at the pictures, the chick that bangs you is going to need to be loose. Um, I don't think she's going to need to have any standards. Butternut, you're in the hideout on JFK. Go ahead, Butternut. Oh, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. What's up? What's hey, up, hey Mark. Yo. All right. Um, I just want to let you know that uh, I grew up like in a church home. And did you did you go to church for a while? Actually, I'm Jewish. Okay. Uh, but uh, no, I actually I didn't have a very religious upbringing at all. It had nothing uh, to do with that. I mean, because I understand, because I went through the same thing. I mean, I decided to. To uh, wait till I was a little bit older, so I was gonna, you know, um, have intercourse myself. But uh, I understand what you're talking about, though. What? I had to wait. wait. Do you really, uh, butternut? What? You waited? Yeah, until I was like 16. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're 16. So, you well, you found the right woman early, right? And I can't believe you waited that long. Black Albert, you're in the hideout on JFK. Please help me. I'm such a loser. My name is Tulu, for God's sake. I'll die a virgin, and I'm gay. Okay, what does that even mean? It has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> We're talking to Mark, TheVirginizedMark.com. Both virgins. Finally, Mike, uh, last call for Mark. You're in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Yeah, my question, Skippy, is um, seeing this woman's going to be your first, aren't you afraid that she's going to go, God, what a loser? You realize, too, at some point, chicks can sniff out loserdom, and a girl... I'm telling you, you're about to turn 27? Uh, I'm 27 now. All right, you turn 28, dude. If you don't get it in the next year, it's not going to happen, because no self-respecting chick's going to bang a 28-year-old virgin. Well, it's all right. If she, if she thinks I'm a loser, I'm not banging her anyway. I say you throw yourself off of a bridge. <laughs> like, now. <laughs> Stay on the phone while you do it, please. I'd love to hear you gurgle. You got a gun lying around? 
Put it in Here's your mouth. Something. Put it in your mouth, pile. Just make it happen. Hit yourself over the head with a frying pan. I say hit yourself with the nuts first. <laughs> it's not like you haven't given that enough abuse. All right, Mark. We're proud of you, bro. Divergenizemark.com. Congratulations. What a dick that guy is. <laughs> We've never been that mean to a guest ever. <laughs> we don't care. That was like eat it or beat it from both of you. <sighs> All right, we need another interview fast. Can you find someone? I'm on fire. Get Phil online. <laughs> no, I like him. Let's what? Let's what? Oh, I hate Mark. Or... Yeah, you're supposed to be the one that hates him. Well, after, after, uh, after Mark, I think everybody's glorious. And he made a hideout song. Oh, yeah, that's right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, more of the hideout next. 106.7 WJFK. What you are about to hear is real. It has not been edited or enhanced. It's the voice of Bill Milliken, Baptist P.I. Black and a Mexican are riding in a car. Who's driving? The cop. The reason you're so good at basketball is you're used to running. From the police. Electronic voice phenomenon. EVP. The process which the dead communicate with the living through static and white noise of modern electronic devices. But if they can come through, who else can? When the cop says stay down, you stay down. Some movies are so disturbing that those who watch them will never be the same again. Bow down to Whitey. Just bow down. White noise. Rated R for racists. It's the hideout. The hideout. The hideout. With LFA and J-Dubs. The network has never put out one freaking commercial or one press release to let you know that we're here. But that's their scheme of things. We survive or even thrive on your support. And for that, we thank you. Now, in an industry where everybody wants to be real and everybody wants to do a shoot, this, my friends, is a shoot. We hate this stinking network. We hate their guts for abandoning us. We hate their guts for not supporting us. We hate their guts for not advertising us. And we hate their guts for not having the balls to throw us off the air. Hey, network, I dare you to throw me off the air. Because I'm going to break every rule that you put in front of me until you throw me the hell off the air. Now this, my friends, is a shoot. You better take that hundred million dollars. And you better spend it on attorneys. Because I promise you, Network, the war has just begun. The Hideout with LFA and J-Dubs. All right, welcome back into The Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Hefe and Dubs hanging out with you on a now Friday. A now Friday morning, if you will. Uh, Yeah. Feel free to participate if you want to. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. Want to remind you about RadioHideout.com. There are the forums where you can get to know other people. It's a roadmap for the show, galleries, the amazing videos that we have as well. Also, audio clips of the show and uh, any news um, will also always be found on RadioHideout.com. Butterface killer, you're in the hideout of JFK. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up, man? What's up, man? Hey, uh, have you, before HFS uh, switched over to the El Salon, had you guys heard any rumors about that at all? No. About, oh, about it happening at HFS? Yeah. No, man, not a, not a freaking clue. In fact, I commend management, because normally that stuff gets out, man, and there was not a single... Uh, really? Because 
I have a story for you then. Uh, about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, I have a friend that lives in California and he works at Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. He was back in town for the holidays and uh, we were hanging out. And he told me a rumor about two different stations and uh, one's already come true, which is HFS going Spanish. And uh, the other one was that uh, DC 101 just going to tank and go under. Hmm. So I, don't, I, I don't know. He's, he's one for two so far. Yeah, I guess so. He works at Warner Brothers. Can you get me an audition? Uh, uh, I'm the next Vin Diesel. I don't know if you heard uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, dude, um, who knows? I would think DC 101 had, would have to be the worst rock station in the world. if To they go now, under now. Yeah, considering there's absolutely no competition. So I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard that, but uh, thank you, Butterface Killer. Yeah, no worries. All right, bro. Um, Dubs, a lot to still talk about. Just, uh, again... You know, people are still in shock, and uh, and the uh, and whatever after effects happen. It's all shocking from uh, from what went on at W. Titillating. You know what's weird too is that you know I was looking at somebody, talking to somebody, just about how they grow up listening to a station, and then for it literally to just be gone. You know, one time when they flip it back over or whatever, and um, and I don't think it's so funny because I don't think people realize how powerful this medium is. I got into the radio business because of Howard Stern. And I I honestly felt as if that show, like they were my friends growing up in high school when I listened to it. And I know the exact same thing has happened with people who listen to Don and Mike. Same thing with Ron and Fez. And what's amazing is that has also begun to happen with The Hideout as well. Mm-hmm. Is that you feel like you know us. It's a place where you can always go. There have been times where I have been at my absolute most depressed. Couldn't could not be in a worse state of mind but when i turned on the stern show for five hours a day i wasn't thinking about it and i was okay and then you know unfortunately the show goes off and then you know you're you're back in your usual mundane existence and that my friends is why i got into radio because how powerful this medium can be and how much it can be there for somebody like butternut who is working at his job right now on the third shift like some like, vampire, like vampire who's driving a truck, like um, you know, uh, any like you know somebody maybe has some emotional issues, you know, that's sitting at home and and life sucks, but for two hours a night or five hours in the morning or four hours in the afternoon, they just don't worry about it. It's truly an escape, and when something like that is ripped away from you, like an HFS, where so many, especially the kids who listen to that station. I'm sure they got a few issues, you know, more than likely. If, you know, their favorite bands or whatever it is. And so, and then now, now what? Well, they're going to go to iPod. They're going to go to satellite. They're going to go to, you know, cable radio. They're going to, you know, that that's what's going to end up happening. At the same time, I am also happy again for my people who now have a station that they can listen to. I was at training today, and uh, one Spanish guy came up to me. I don't know what country he's from, but he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna. I really listen to that. That I like that." And um, I think he said the S word is taking over. <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I mean, it's a good idea. Just I didn't. Was very surprised they did it at the HFS." But um, and other people were like, oh, "I'm definitely gonna get satellite radio now." Yeah, and it's you know, it it's so funny because the people in terrestrial radio, regular radio. Oh, don't call it that. Um, it's true though. I hate that war- terrestrial radio. It's, that's what it is. It, but it's true. You know, there's satellite and there's terrestrial. Regular. Oh, what? Whatever. All right, fine. Regular radio. 
whatever you want to call it. Broadcast radio. Okay, that works. In a minute commercial radio. They gotta realize, man, you're it's you're dying. You're killing yourself. You really are. You're choking yourself out with your with your um like Michael Hutchins. And you're getting that pleasure, but you don't realize that the that the noose is it's tightening. And you're so into making sure you get yours, you're not realizing how much you're tightening that rope around your neck. And eventually your neck's going to snap. And, uh, you know, then what? Then what do you do? 866-277-4969. It's the hideout. Hefan Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. Butternut, what do you want? Hey, monkey man. Just because you had a depressing life doesn't mean everyone else does too. <laughs> what are you talking about? And why would you're you like, oh, you're like, oh, get it right, Alex Kong. They're all depressed and they need like friends when they're at work. It's true, you ass. No, no, you. You're the one that's all right. And you need a friend. You thought how was your friend? He doesn't even know you. <laughs> and no, you're I mean, an idiot. But no, that's true. But that's how involved you people get with radio shows. Three thousand bitches. <laughs> Never mind. Um, it's a testament to their talent. Kyle, you're in the hideout. Hey, Hefe Dubs, what's cracking? Real fast, brother. We got a lot of calls. Okay, yeah, uh, the guys from the wrestling called me about the, the match in April against Tank. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. I can't yeah, wait for am that. I going, uh, he wanted Corolla's number about that match he had with the, the uh, woman in the ring. You yeah. Know? Here's what we need to do. We need to put you on hold. So uh -huh. that um, you can talk to Corolla, or better yet, maybe Oddball or Bateman. Why don't you give uh, Pyle Corolla's number? Hey, am I going to get support from uh, everybody in the hideout? Of course. It's it's going to be my first match. So. Yeah, I can't wait, brother. All right, hold on. So hideout will be uh, here for you. Okay, five thousand. Five thousand, Pyle. Make sure he gets Corolla's number. <laughs> uh, pig hater, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, Dubs, what's going on with your boy Harrington? What about him? He's going to get waved. No, he's not. He talked, uh, Dubs, I don't know if you knew this, during Don and Mike talked to uh, one Steve Mariucci, and uh, Mariucci said no. We'll see. I bet you. What do you want to bet? I, uh, how about this, Dubs? Bet him $1,000, and you collect a week from today. <laughs> Come on. You can't say that. You know that. Idiot. Christy, you're in the hideout on JFK. You know there have been two Latino stations here in the area for well over four years. Oh, really? Yes. That's too bad. Right? They're on either side of KYS. Right. And um, they've been playing Latino music for four years, and I hear people complain constantly that there's no Latino representation, and those two stations are there, so that tells me that they don't really care. Um... I, I have no comment. I don't care. That's, a, that's an interesting observation, though, Christy. Thank you for the phone call. Yeah, all right. All right, bye-bye. I don't care about you. I don't care about your stupid opinion. What's so funny is I grew up in Texas, man. So I I go home and there are, you know, there are two or three El Souls in, in Dallas already. Much less when I, when I lived in El Paso, it was all El Souls in, like, one rock station, which was half-assed, one... You know, mix station and a, and like th two country stations, and the rest of it was El Sol. <clears throat> Beautiful, Andrew, you're in the hideout. Hey Look guys, at the future, up? yo, bro. Hey, um, I was just uh, I had a request for the uh, website for the audio section. Radiohideout.com. Yep. 
Uh, well, first of all, the calls, uh, the phone calls to Brewster last night. Okay, we'll put those on. And then also the time that uh, Corolla got the Trudunkinaden off him. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. The what? The Turducken. Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? That video will probably be up. Uh, oh, okay. A lot of videos will probably be going up soon on RadioHideout.com. So right, hopefully cool. we can get everything up and, uh, and running on there, all right? Okay, cool. Thanks. All right, brother. It is funny um, when you look at the Corolla, when we're just listening to it and the way he giggled. Where's Corolla? Bring him in here. I know he's here. Sandler, you're fired. <laughs> Bring a Corolla. Remember when you giggled like a schoolgirl when PJ was licking you with uh, the turducken all over your chest? I'm ticklish. <laughs> I am. I'm ticklish. Okay. I'm not gay. It's, I'm ticklish. That was funny. It was disturbing to me. I had trouble for a couple days afterwards. Because a man had licked your bare chest? Yes. Or he couldn't stand up straight. Well, I could stand up. My knees hurt, Tid. From being on the ground, I don't have good knees. What? Uh, stand. Were you walking around with a book over your uh, private area? No. Covering with your trapper keeper? <laughs> no. I'm licking lower now. <laughs> right. Why? Why are you? I be- like guys. I'm gay. I like dudes. I like getting rubbed by guys and rubbed down. And oh god, I missed you guys. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Brad? Hey, uh, listen, you know, HFS getting sold, remember about, I guess it was like 12 years ago or something, I believe the station was K-Rock in L.A. got sold to a Spanish station. Yeah. That was big into all the 80s metal and everything. Right. Do you think this is symbolic of alternative music dying? You know, they say that the alternative music format is dead. That was the same excuse they gave when they eventually flipped our format, J-Dubs, yep. out in, uh, in Lansing, Michigan. And... Um, I uh I don't think it's dead. I just think it's poorly executed. I think they got too Very wrapped poorly. up, too wrapped up, and it was almost top forty ish where they felt they had to play the new Good Charlotte, they had to play the new uh, whatever it is instead of actually sticking with you know what made alternative great things like the Cure and Nirvana and you can pepper in with the new stuff, but, but then they even you can't re- go balls out on it. It's you, just terrible, you know. And you and you and then you don't forget about the old stuff. You don't forget about Tool. You know, you don't forget about Rage Against the Machine or even some of the other great alternative bands that I you know like a Mazzy Star or New Edition. New Edition wasn't alternative. Oh, <laughs> damn. If you're uh, white, well, they're alternative. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess so. But um, yeah, they say the format's dead. I don't believe it. I just think that there are a bunch of ass wipes that don't know how to do it correctly. But isn't it scary, though, that it got sold to a Spanish station? I mean, it'd be one thing if it was like a soft rock or an easy listening. But I just think it's scary that it's a Spanish station. I mean, you know, what's going on? Well, I mean, I don't. Well, there are, the world's turning brown, man. No, I, I it's getting <laughs> scary out there. Why would you think that's scarier, though? I mean, there are people from different countries who live here. Well, no, I don't think. Really? Well, I mean, what happened to the days of like you know, like headbangers ball and stuff? You know. You what, know what's, what's funny though. On? You know what's funny though, Brad, is that as a society, we are so wrapped up in niche marketing. We have to get this niche, and we, you know, we specifically can only sell to these people who are between the ages of 18 and 24 myself why don't you it why don't you niche down there dubs yeah and so that's what happens there was quote unquote a niche that was available that needed to be hopped on that's what it is this is all marketing stuff this is all america 
trying to continuously sell and sell and sell and find new resources to sell and sell and sell. That's what's happening, Brad. Thank you for the call, man. It's so funny because I've been hearing this my entire life from my dad, who was like with HFS from the beginning. And like he'd always tell me, like, they would play like, you know, a rock song and follow it with like a sort of jazz type song. And they didn't actually have a playlist, which is what he really loved about the station. Then they got the playlists, and I remember he called one DJ there, and he said, can you play this song, or is it not in the computer? Just, I don't know what you're talking about with playlists and computers. and That's that's what was, maybe we should get Shafee on for the last, well, no, it should be us. But that's what was so great, was that, I've said this before, and I'll, I'll give you this uh, one more time. Radio is like politics. Yeah. Okay? The record companies are like the pharmaceutical companies. Okay? The... The people on Capitol Hill, the lot, the um, the actual Congress people, are like the music directors and the program directors. Then you have these independent record companies, which are the lobbyists. And if you only knew, and and we the people, you know, are uh, allegedly we're the voters and we're the listeners, and we think we have a say in what it is. We can go out and we can vote. We can call in and we can request for a request a song. We think we actually have this power, but it's all an illusion. The, it's, I'm telling you, it's like The Matrix. Yes. No, I remember. About that. It is. You think. I, you th- I've never watched the movie. You think you have Awful. choice in life, but honestly, you, you don't. I remember when I was in sixth grade, I called up a station and I said, hey, they were ta- it was all request night. It was mm-hmm. the big thing. I said, hey, will you play this song? And they go. Nah, how about you request uh, this yeah. rock on by Michael Damien? Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll try to turn you. And here's what they'll do. You'll call up and you'll request a song and they'll put it on tape. And when the song comes up later on on their list, they'll play it back. Even five days later. Oh, dude, Dubs and I, we did it. We've done music radio. And we've been there and we've taped the calls and we've played them back later. We've, at, we've thrown out the phone number asking for requests. And you don't... I guarantee you, just about every station in this town... Got a few open spots this hour if you got any requests. <laughs> they don't. They absolutely do not. There is nothing... Get them in now. The, the, you're lucky if you run out of music, and then maybe you're able to throw in your favorite song at the end of the hour. Yep. Maybe. Just maybe it happens that way. And as DJs, you don't even get the choice. Or you could become a midday person and be the uh, music director also of a rock station. Stop. Why are you hating so much? I'm just saying. She can play her requests. No, actually, no. They can't. Music directors can't play their requests. I hear Bob Harley on there all the time. Joe, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, Hefe Dubs, thanks for taking my call. Listen, guys, I can give you a little reminiscence here. I'm 50 years old. I grew up in New York City, and I grew up listening to WNEWFM, probably the you know premier so-called progressive rock station. And, you know, I mean, I, I realized it was different back then. There was only about maybe 500 so-called rock and roll albums. And DJs just played everything. They played, you know, album cuts as well as the popular things. And people did bad things back then, too, man. I mean, I, I remember listening to Zachary snort heroin on the air and get thrown off the station. And, you know, yeah, right. and when I moved when I moved down here in the late 70s, HFS was like, it was a breath of fresh air. It was like, oh, man, I haven't lost any W because HFS was the same kind of station. So I'm sorry to see it go. I hear you. And actually, we got a couple more calls. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Um, 
And you know what's funny, dude? And I don't, I'm, I don't mean to tout anything, and I don't mean to sound like I know it all. But when I was at Texas Tech University, and I wrote my quote unquote dissertation or whatever you got to write your big paper, I wrote it on the Telecommunications Act of 1996 and the deregulation where everybody gets to buy up everybody else. And it's not even just in the radio industry. You look around, you again, you have fewer and fewer choices in life, guys. You know, it's, it's you can no, down. You know, you can no longer choose between Sears and Kmart. They're one. You can no longer choose between Exxon and Mobile. They're one. And it, it is everybody is buying up each other until we're all owned by about three people, and that's the way it's going to be. You know, and and at, at that point, there's no stopping it. Yeah, and at that point, you look back. And I don't know if there's any stopping it now. You look back and you be like, God damn, how'd this happen? Where'd this come from? Oh, I guess I was sleeping. Go back to sleep. Not paying attention. Voting in people who uh, will give you your $300 back so you can go buy your DVDs and continue to feed the system. I love those DVDs, though. Go back to sleep. Uh, $300 will come in handy when I can't pay rent. Go back to sleep. It happened right before your eyes. You're going to wake up. And you're going to look around and be like, God damn. I was, uh, I wasn't paying attention. It's a great saying. If you're not, if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. And it happened. You're outraged now, but let's be honest, you weren't listening to HFS before. Otherwise, it wouldn't have happened. Or maybe it still would have. Probably. You got no choice. Couple calls and we'll take a break and we'll come back. Mark, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, uh, I was thinking, why why would they switch to this whole Latino market when HFS sold all these concerts and crap to these kids and all of the Latino market is going to bring is Home Depot and Taco Bell? All right. That's racist. Nothing Mexicans really don't eat Taco Bell. No, we hate it. Home Depot, though, they love. We prefer Lowe's. I've never heard that stereotype. No? No. What, Home Depot? No. You ever been in one? What? What? I haven't. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not actually good with You're my... You're too Americanized. I guess that is true. I used to see old white guys like, I'm going to build me this on my house. Let's take a break. If you want to continue this conversation, I'd love to. Why don't you actually be heard for once instead of sitting there and let things just happen to you? Maybe yeah. you'll uh, want to get your voice heard. Let's take a break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout, Hefe and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. Listen to this. Faces create the ultimate in reality radio. The revolution starts with the hideout. 106.7 WJFK. None of those people outside realize how much power is in this one room. Let them hear it! The 
rocking. How true it is. Welcome into the hideout, 106.7 WJFK, Hefe and Dubs. Coming down the home stretch. It's a weekend. <laughs> 866-277-4969. Also, the website, RadioHideout.com. You want to go there for any uh, news, roadmap for the show, uh, audio uh, links. TheVirginizedMark.com is probably up there. Hopefully, it will be up there very soon. And, of course, the daily show logs as well, where you can get caught up if you missed absolutely anything uh, on any of the shows, but especially the news section. You want to go there. Radio Hideout. Dot com. J-Dubs, I got a call from our buddy Shafee. Yeah. He left me a voicemail. I want to play it for you real fast. Next message. I got a haircut yesterday, man, and going bald, man. You can kid yourself, like, and say it's no big deal and all that, but whatever, dude. It's, it means everything. That's all that matters is the fact that you have nice, thick hair on the top of your head and I don't have that anymore and it pisses me off later to erase press 7 message saved is that true um I dubs you have hair I do not I shave my head mainly because of the fact I always said if I ever begin to lose it I do not want to be one of those people that's holding on and clinging on and, and does the half bozo rap or even has it thin if it's going to be gone, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it up Michael Jordan style and just just shave it from then on out. Is the most important thing having hair? You know, I don't know if I can really attest to this because, and I know no matter what, I'm always gonna have a full head of hair, barring uh, cancer or something. You know, and it'll probably grow back. Yeah, yours will probably grow back yeah. after that whole thing. So you um, you uh, it, it doesn't matter to you. Is there anybody else around here that's balding at all? I. Because here's the thing, to me, I, I know got, a few people are going to be balding from stress. I, uh, I really, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I, at times, I wish, I, like, I loved when I had my afro and I was able to put it into the uh, the cornrows and I did the dreads and the whole thing. You have to understand where Shafee's coming from, though. That cat's always had long hair. You know, he's always had the ponytail and everything. I mean, that that's been part of his identity. Yeah, definitely. He's rock and roll. Yeah. You know, it's the long hair, and that's what you do. And plus, to be honest, uh, is Shafee not a pretty man? If you go to Shafee.net, S-H-A-F-F-E-E.net. He, he'll tell you he's the best-looking guy around, though. Yeah, he's lying to you. He's got kind of a big nose. <laughs> Could you imagine that cat has to shave his head? Oh, God, he's going to look like a bald eagle. <laughs> and maybe... Maybe, just maybe, that is why he uh, is so worried. Like, I, even though I, um, I don't have the... You have, you have the face, like the shape, for a bald head. Thank you. You hitting on me? Kinda. I'm just trying to make it special right now. Hold me. I will. Don't. Go away. Me and you. Together forever. <laughs> Spooning. Uh, but, uh... I don't. I didn't mean to say that. I can't believe. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. And then you you like you meet chicks like Stacy from the Stacy Show who just love. She loves a bald head. Yeah, loves a bald head because it's very uh, phallic. A bald head is only good on certain people. 
Yeah. And Shafee's not one of them. I, I can't wait. I, and you could hear the disgust in his voice. And I can't wait to when we see him again. And we just, that's all we do. We ride him on that, that well, never mind. I was going to say something, but it could have been isolated. Yeah. DP, you're in the hideout. I bought it. Hey, guys, um, going back to the HFS thing. Yeah, sure. Um, do you think this is any way kind of like what happened to 80s metal back around the early 90s? Yeah, everybody's been kind of saying that. Really? I haven't actually heard this. What is this? What? That, uh, that metal kind of died. And now it's. And now they're saying that alternatives dying? Yeah. yeah. I remember um, back in LA, there was a huge rock station called KNAC. Mm-hmm. And it went Spanish. And then next thing you know, um, metal's pretty much dying. So. Oh, okay. I, I, that's what the other cat was talking about. We called in earlier. Yeah. Then. The same kind of correlation. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. A lot of that was glam metal on that station, though. Yeah, and it, and that too, you could see through that, couldn't you? Th- th- this seems a lot more real. The alternative stuff doesn't. It, th- that glam rock stuff seemed a lot more re- uh, very real to those people back then. No way. There's no way you're looking at guys in tight. It was real. Around. It was real to them. But, but would it- you really call the music HFS was playing recently alternative? No. I would. I don't really know what I would call, it, but I wouldn't call it alternative. I think more of like math. Sweet Nirvana. It's pop rock. It's just funny because those those are the same guys that were bagging on Motley Crue and Def Leppard and all those kind of bands back in the day. And it's so funny to see what music survives. I mean, when you look back, what is what has really survived? Well, Motley Crue's back together. Oh yeah, that didn't work. Uh, and they're touring the MCI Center. Great, I can hear. <laughs> all right, thanks, DP. It's an inter- be there. It's an interesting observation. Are you front row? Wow, rocking out to the crew. Thought when I was younger, did you? Yeah, back when Tommy Lee had that drum kit that would go upside down and like he would be doing these drum solos and stuff. Is that why you wanted to be a musician? <sighs> no, I was playing guitar long before that. I don't know why I wanted to play guitar. I mean, you go to the Generation Swine tour? No, mm. that was just sad. What was the best <laughs> concert you ever saw? Jesus, uh, the HFS Miss Holiday Nutcracker last month. The one I was at last time. <laughs> Only show I can remember right now. I know. Um, <laughs> what about you, Dubs? Has Guar always been the top for you? Guar's never been the top for me. Guar is a fun, fun show, though. Right. I love that. I love going to those concerts. Uh huh. But I don't know if I have a top concert. My favorite concert of all time. You know, I saw Roger Waters, and I think I enjoyed that experience. Who? Old person from Pink Floyd. Oh, I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a Floyd guy. Don't understand it. It's great. Maybe because I've never been high. Do you have to be high to truly appreciate Pink Floyd? Not to appreciate him, but to get into him. Really? Yeah. I just uh, yeah. I don't know. What was your best concert? I don't know. Manson. The Monkees. You went and saw the Monkees? Mm-hmm. God damn. I was. Uh, Why do you get all the good ones? <laughs> third or fourth grade, I think. The Starplex in Dallas. I think it was, my, was that your first concert? My first concert, man. Me and my cousin Kyle. We rolled up. It was an outdoor venue. We saw the monkeys, and I swear to Christ, it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. My first concert was Brooks and Dunn. Oh. And I waited about oh, six hours Ooh. in line to get a good seat. They play Neon Moon? I don't remember. It was a volatile fair. <laughs> I that That's the only reason I went. It was a volatile fair, and I figured, hey... If I'm going to go to it, I'm going to be up front. I'll wait six hours. How is there a six-hour line for anything in Fowlerville? It was Brooks and Dunn, man. It was when they were big. Awesome. I, I the line it. covered the whole city. Um, Yeah. All down Hibbard Street. <laughs> <laughs> big city. Come on. 
<laughs> Big city bright lights. Um, now here's the other thing. Actually, honestly, the probably best like show that I saw is, is Manson, but, but Antichrist Superstar in Lubbock, Texas, like the day after my birthday, and um, that's when he was still cutting himself and spitting on the crowd and letting them spit on him and hocking the nose loogies everywhere and just getting really down and dirty. That was good. That was that. That was a lot of fun. Actually, I think my best concert was the Cure concert I went to in August. Who'd you take? Sideshow. <laughs> I didn't have anyone else to take. Honestly, when I saw Perfect Circle this last go round, it was great. Except I took Sideshow. Yeah, he was miserable the whole time. But I know that son of a bitch. How dare he? God damn him! Should have <laughs> taken me. <laughs> no, it was uh, during Ron Fizz. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I would have probably would have been back in time for it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have left early. <laughs> You'd have bolted, you son of a bitch! <laughs> oh God, Dubs, do you think it's the end times, man? For the Very world, much so. for the world, yeah, it's all downhill. It's all downhill. Well, no, it's uphill. You look around. Do you look around and you just kind of see what's going on? The other side. <laughs> you know when you die. What do you think's waiting for you, at death? <laughs> Alright, now we're just doing the show for us. <laughs> I'm telling you, you should have been on hold. You should have been on hold to hear what we're saying. <laughs> Let's do the rest of the show. What we'll do is we'll have uh We'll wait for a dump to get back up and we'll just say stuff and have to dump it out. Right. Yeah, let's just keep doing that for the rest. <laughs> Tell me when we have more dump. Okay, hello. And then, but I need to make sure that it's all the way back up. <clears throat> but um, vacation soon, dude. Head, yeah. Heading to Detroit, going uh, the fourth, I believe, to Detroit. Then I'm going to go see my family right after my birthday. I guess that's a plan up best of then. Yeah, make sure you get the mixtapes together. I uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll go alone on it. Yeah, do the treehouse, man. Why wouldn't you do the treehouse? I think I will. You know what? Everybody look forward to the treehouse. I honestly think, man, without a doubt, it, it should be because you need to, you need to, you know, do your thing without me. I'm holding you back. You really are. So now I believe the best thing for J Dubs is when I go on vacation, it is the treehouse. It is you flying solo, you doing, you know, your baby jokes and abortion jokes and mo jokes <laughs> and. Dude, know. I can fit a lot more in if you aren't here. Bring Corolla in. And a lot of mine just always get dumped. And I'm not going to dump my own baby jokes. Tell you that much. <laughs> what is it about dead babies that's funny? Color. <laughs> Color. 866-277-4969. What makes you chuckle when you think of a dead baby? <laughs> Girl, what makes you laugh when you think of a dead baby? It's funny, man. You just picture like this whole like truckload of dead babies. <laughs> you can go at so many angles. And, you know, just the odd position that they're in, <laughs> unnatural, you know. They're kind of bent backwards, kind of doing a... Like a little rat. Yeah. Like arms all flapping. But, like, how come is it that, um, <laughs> you guys, like, you were, like, a dead baby is funny, but a dead body isn't. That's just sad. Mm, it's kind of funny. Or just hiding the evidence, whichever. All right, somebody brings up a good question. Why is somebody shooting at WJFK? Dubs, give me the backstory on this. What I happened? Have, there's no backstory. Do we know what time that it actually happened? Between six and seven. Okay. 
Oh, in the morning? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because it wasn't like that when Johnny Punani was working the overnights. But it was like that around 7, 7.30 when Beth Ann got here. Wow. Okay. And Spoon never noticed it? Nope. You think somebody was going after Spoon? Very easy to speculate. You dump? (laughs) 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 Screw you guys. I'm going home. (laughs) All right. We're out. That's it. Let's go out on that. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> um, RadioHideout.com is the website. Who do we have booked for tomorrow, Tommy Bateman? Tilo from NinjaPirate.com. His name is Tilo? Yeah, I didn't know his, he had a weird name before I booked him. Is Otherwise, this, I wouldn't have. Or is this Captain Tulu? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Tilo. Captain Tulu's funny. <laughs> so it's uh, NinjaPirate.com? Yes, he sounds a lot like you. Really? Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's almost you going by another name. It <sighs> could be. I always wanted to set up a dummy website. Maybe that's what it would be. Deadbabiesarefunny.com. <laughs> Just a bunch of pictures of dead babies and people pointing and laughing. <laughs> yeah. John Bathedow doesn't feel comfortable with that type of humor. But thanks for showing interest in having him on your show. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, so we got that cat tomorrow. We want to thank, even though he drove us insane, uh, thank Mark from DeVirginizeMark.com. That is Mark with a C and not a K, as he's a 27-year-old virgin, and he wanted to be that way. Um, I think an unemployed guy saying, eh, I don't feel like working. Right. Uh, Here's the thing. Um, Dubs? uh, Corolla and everybody else. Uh... And me. All right, I dumped it. I just wanted to say You're it. so gay. Thank you. <laughs> Remember, don't be ashamed. You're entertained listening to The Hideout, 106.7 WJFK, RadioHideout.com. Please, please, please think for yourself and question an authority. We out, bitch, 5,000. Bye, Dowden. Treehouse what? I am gay.
My fingers smell pretty. I'm the master of the dildo. I'm the master of the dildo. Bow wow, news hounds. Bow wow, news hounds. Need it. Beat it. Sleep with Hefe. Oh, Hefe, you feel so good. Oh, Hefe, I want to stroke your bald. Oh, Hefe. Oh, hey. Hi, this is Troy Aikman. Hey, you're tuning in to the hideout with Hefe and J Dub. This is Red Smooth, Washington Redskins. I be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick them to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick them to the floor. Cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. Five thousand.